It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Christian McCaffrey podcast. I am Matt Steed. It's quick snaps. Quick snaps. Peter, you're doing it. I'm doing it, Stephen. You're doing it, Peter. (laughs) I'm doing it as well. (laughs) Well, it's Wednesday slash Thursday, and me and Peter like to do it together. So, Peter, it's the Christian McCaffrey podcast. Um, do you know what? Who's going to mention him first? Who's going to bring him up first? This, this, so this is the Carolina Panthers preview podcast for all of the new listeners. Um, so this is where we preview the, the matchup. Peter, is this just a Christian McCaffrey podcast? Have they got anybody else? Well, I think it's it's, it's interesting. He's clearly the, clearly the star player on, on that team. And when you look across the team, he jumps out, he jumps out at you. But they're pretty efficient in, in quite a number of quite a number of areas of, for example, and I'm pro- jumping about a bit here, but for example, they lead the lead in sacks. Yeah. You know, so, 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 um, but you know, the, the leading sack guy has got six and a half, six and a half sacks. And then the second guy is the excellent rookie, Brian Burns. So we talked about a lot in the draft preview. He's got four and a half and then, but then there's a whole bunch of guys they spread them around. Don't they? Got, yeah, exactly. And it, and it kind of feels like that all the way across the, all the way across the roster, other than Christian McCaffrey, who's who, like we say, jumps out way and above everybody else. Yeah, like needless to say, their defense is down as nineteenth. Um, so stat wise, you would look at it and go, okay, so they're a they're a middling defense then. But I think it's deceptive, and as well as that, the trend that has been for the Packers is apart from the Chargers, which we got clobbered by, it was a real slobber knocker. Uh, we got beaten by those. Um, and. The sort of the status quo that came out after that game was is oh well did they surprise you with something and they went no but that's been the opposite as to what people have done to the Packers where you know even when we beat a team handsomely they'll come out and say oh well you know we were kind of up against it because everything that they showed on tape up to our game they didn't do they tried to throw new stuff at us which I guess is what you have to do with Aaron Rodgers yeah. but um like you say I mean they've got some fantastic players. You know, looking at that game against Tennessee, Gerald McCoy was devastating. Eric Reed was all over the field. Um, so Luke Keekley again, who Matt Lafleur came out this week and called, you know, the quarterback of the defense. This guy, he's a pro bowler. He's an All Pro, um, and he's clever as well. Like we spoke on the last podcast, didn't we, about Blake Martinez not making those adjustments during the game and seeing what's actually unfolding in front of him and playing that, whereas. Luke Keekley is the opposite. He's a guy who will, yeah. you know, make stuff happen. So, as you say, scary on defense. But the road goes through Christian McCaffrey, um, I guess, in this one, Pete. No, it, it 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 absolutely does, and it doesn't matter how you how how you look at him and and which way you look at his numbers. You know, second in the league in rushing, but leading leading the league in rushing yards per game. Yeah. You know, leading the league in yards per carry at five point three yards per carry. Um. And what's what's interesting? Um, Three point two of those of those yards come before contact. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's showing that you, clearly the offensive line is blocking well, um, particularly particularly for the run. And you know that's that's the Packers' biggest weakness on on defense is being able to stop the run. So so from that perspective, it's not, it's just not a great it's not a great matchup. And 
and and the other thing that you fear is that that even if you can try and stop the run, you know they're going to take McCaffrey and they're going to split him out wide. You know he's got 40 odd catches this season, um, so 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 he's just a danger all over the field to to the Packers. Yeah, like uh, what the Packers have always been guilty of, I guess, is giving up massive yardage to wide receiver number two, um, and. You know, when you look at their wide receivers as well, they've DJ Moore, he's, he's head and shoulders above the rest. And yep. the second best receiver on that team, as you say, is McCaffrey. You know, I mean, look, they've they've got five wins, um, three losses. And the losses were against the Rams on opening day. They lost by only three points. Tampa Bay, uh, they lost by six in week two. And then they got a 50-burger dropped on them by San Fran in week yep. eight. So recently, San Francisco have been able to destroy them. Uh, with a complete performance and I see all of this stuff I see Bucky Brooks and DJ and all of these on the previews coming out and calling it for the Packers solely because oh they were embarrassed in the last game they're going to be hungry I think it comes down to more than that Pete and this is not going to be a walk in the park uh, simply because what they're really strong at is what defeated us in the last game um, pretty convincingly which is you know they're going to run the ball a lot where they can't run it Uh, they're going to as you said split him out wide and pass to him like, he's only been held under 40 yards rushing twice, and that was by Tampa Bay both times. They're familiar with him. They know how to kind of keep a handle on him. He's rushed for over 100 yards in five of nine games. He has 80-plus yards receiving uh, twice, once against the Houston Texans, uh, who are no pushovers, and again in L.A. So I'd imagine if, you know, we do go up early on the Panthers, that's when they start slinging the ball around, and they use yep. him as well. And look at his rushes. He's got a long for 23, 76, 84, 40, and in the last game, 58, and he brought that to the house. So this is a guy who can sort of make one cut. If you don't wrap him up, off he goes and dances into the end zone on you, and he's got pace that you just can't catch up with. This guy is a complete weapon. Yeah, no, he abs- abs- absolutely re- really is. And, and, and you would imagine that uh, brighter minds than mine, Mike Patton, will be will be looking at that and, and gearing the Packers' defense to... To, to stop to stop McCaffrey and, and and then we'll take our chances with all of the other guys that they've got you know and you mentioned you mentioned DJ Moore I guess as always on these quick snaps we have to mention the the, the tight end <laughs> yeah indeed the, the, you know in this instance the 73 year old Greg Olson <laughs> who, who, who seems, seems to retire every 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 year but you know has more comebacks than Frank Sinatra as the saying goes um, but you know He's caught 27 balls this season, which is in the middle of the pack, I guess. But, you know, given the Packers' propensity to give up yards to the tight ends this season, you know, you would imagine that he's going to be deep in their game, in their, in their game plan as well. And, um, so it's going to be, yeah, it's going to, it's, it's, it's going to be difficult. It's, it, it, it really is. And, and as you said, you know, the Panthers have won five of their last six. They're the one aberration big aberration against the 49ers but but you know many of us are expecting the Packers to bounce back from a big aberration last week so there's no reason that that, that the Panthers can't do that as well and and any team that wins five out of six is 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 no pushover yeah they're a good team and an awful lot of people wrote off um their quarterback Kyle Allen but he he's doing the job now the thing is is that the, so really I guess we can talk about what the blueprint is now that we know what it is to beat the Packers it's to run the ball a lot 
uh, which they're very good at. How we can negate that is by us, you know, breaking open an early lead. Then we just need to be careful of giving up massive yardage to the tight end, as you said, Greg Olson, uh, the old man from Sweden, and um, also Christian McCaffrey, DJ Morris now push over, and they've got some other good wide receivers there too. Uh, pressure and Rodgers, I think I read a stat where the Chargers uh, ba- barely didn't blitz at all, and they were still able to get pressure on Rodgers. He was still lamping the ball into the ground under pressure. Um, so they don't even have to bring a blitz. And then on top of that, then they just need Kyle Allen not to throw his usual interceptions and not to be risky. Um, from looking, I think it was the Charlotte Observer, which is where I get all of my daily news. Um, <laughs> according to NFL uh, Next Gen Stats, uh, Philip Rivers was the least aggressive thrower in week nine. So he didn't bang the ball into double and triple coverage. It was little dinky donkey stuff. He made a few yep. big shots, but that's when they were on. On the flip side of that, Kyle Allen has been one of the most aggressive passers uh, as of late. He was the third most aggressive last week. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I think, is the only person who's more aggressive than him, and he gets intercepted. So if there's going to be a game that we can bounce back, it's going to be against Kyle Allen, because if we break open the early lead, which is very important, otherwise we're going to get ran all over and they're going to take the time of possession away, we might force Kyle Allen into slinging the ball. And if he does, he does that and makes poor decisions. Uh, uh, yeah, and that's absolutely right, and that's exactly the situation that happened in the, in the Forty Niners game. Mm. You know, um, they got into a situation where they where they were they were throwing a lot. You know, the Forty Niners pass rush got to them, um, sacked him seven or eight times, I think. He threw three interceptions in that game, so he didn't handle handle the pass rush pressure very well. So you're absolutely right. You've got to get this game into a situation where forcing them into the into the pass a lot more than than the run. And and you're right that almost the early season blueprint that the Packers had getting up getting up early in games like they did against you know the Bears and the Vikings and those Dallas and those early early games mm. um, that seems to be the blueprint for this for this game on Sunday. Yeah, like we always say, it's complementary football. I mean, once you know our yeah. best form of defense is a striking offense. So if we break open that lead, we sort of negate the run as much as we can. Um, so yeah I guess that's a blueprint we know how to beat the Packers so does everybody else now as we said copycat league so fingers crossed that it doesn't come back to bite us are we making predictions on the game Pete and if you are who are we looking at <laughs> um, I, guess, I guess we are so so, so all day all day I've, I've been thinking to myself that the Packers are going to play much better this week but they're mm. still going to fall short yeah. by, a, by a field goal um, but I'm not so sure that it as I've sat down now and we're, and we're going through this, I'm, I'm swaying towards the Packers by a field goal, but I, but I, I think this is a close, a close game. Um, could go, in my view, this is a game that could that could go either way, but I think probably it's one of those games as we talked about last week that that once you get through a quarter or so, I think you'll get a sense of where this game is going. Yeah. So I've I've kind of I've kind of sat on the fence and said it's going to be a splinters on your arse, Pete. Splinters <laughs> on your arse, as big as the ones that Jerry Kramer had in his intestines. So that's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I'm the same. I think what I'll do is is that my head says we lose, and people are going to be, oh, you know, you're not a you're not a real Packers fan, Steve. Um, yeah, my head says that we lose, but then this is the thing, and this is what I said before, and again, I'm going to remove your splinters and then just, uh, you know, embed them into my own buttocks because. Uh, it's the type of thing that, like you said, 
almost with Packers predictions, you need to leave it a quarter. So I'll tell you what, let's do quick snaps again after the first quarter on Sunday. <laughs> and then we give our predictions because if you get up to a fast start, I reckon sort of we hold on to it and it gets squeaky bum time and McCaffrey has some wild stats. Um, so yeah, it can go either way. Like I can see the whole, you know, Packers have a grudge and they come back and they redeem themselves. Everyone loves a good American comeback story. Uh, but at the end of the day, football isn't about emotion and what happens i'm sure the packers didn't want to lay an egg against the charge and they could do nothing to turn it around um so yeah and it's at lambo so the only thing i'm sort of going for is probably home field advantage yep. uh we do some inventive stuff matt the floor uh pulls out some inventive stuff and we get the win but i look it's one of those ones that we could lose and uh it could go the same way as the chargers but yeah i don't know we're the, we're the splinter boys <laughs> <laughs> oh man well, there we go. Um, so anyway, I'll just mention this is one of the Packers meetups. So we're going to be in Glasgow in the walkabout bar in Glasgow. So I've sent out an email to about 100 Scots and I've received one response to say that he can't make it. So if everyone else can maybe get back to those emails if you want or just pop down to the walkabout bar in Glasgow and make it a success. Because if it's a success in your area, well, then we'll come back and make it bigger and better the following year. And Birmingham, I'm working on Birmingham and I've put it out on the group. There was one guy who said that there was a place in Birmingham where they had like little tablets and screens at the table and you could watch it there and that they had every NFL game. And I went back through the group postings and I now I cannot find it. Uh, so I've reached out to O'Neill's Bar in Birmingham. They're checking if they can stream the game if it's not on. It's San Fran versus the Packers. So you would imagine it would have the draw. Um, but the, a little bit of an insight into the process is, is that Sky cannot pick what game they put on. They're just given the game as to what's on the sort of, you know, the prime time game or whatever so we don't know and i can't kind of organize a place if they can't stream and then we all rock down and we end up watching the browns um no offense peter um <laughs> so i guess that's it and uh patreon.com forward slash uk packers if you want to support us it's a fiver a month or you can just support a quid or whatever you can yeah it's greatly appreciated but if you get onto the fiver we give you all your money back after six months and I'm planning a pretty big uh, signed March giveaway on Patreon also. So if you get in there at the five quid tier, uh, you'll be in with a chance every single month to win a signed March item. So it's exciting stuff. Anyway, that's it for Quick Snaps. You doing it, Pete? I'm doing it. You did it? I'm doing it. I'm definitely doing it. Uh, that's it. So from myself, at NFL on Twitter, from at ITHug, Mr. Peter Jones, follow the group at UK Packers and make sure you spot Pete's... Um, Power rankings, which are just out today as well. And make sure you comment underneath that and give him dogs abuse. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we'll speak to you after. I did say the win, but I'm not going to say that now because that is the voodoo of all things. I will. We will speak to you after the Packers-Carolina game and go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.